Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moore. So this week on the podcast, we have the wonderful Shane O'Regan. Shane is an actor uh, and a producer uh, based right here in Dublin. Uh, You can check him out uh, in the Gaiety Theatre very soon uh, with Private Peaceful, and that's uh, at the end of... Uh, this month at the end of May um, it's meant to be incredible Shane was nominated for an Irish Times Theatre Award for his performance in it Uh, I'm definitely going to be in to see it um, because I've only heard amazing things it's one of these kind of virtuoso performances I believe where he's playing a ton of uh, characters um, really defined really sharp um, and it sounds amazing so he's going to be one of very few people I imagine to do a one man uh, theatre piece in the Gaiety Theatre really when you put that into perspective it's a kind of incredible achievement uh, at 25 so I'm delighted to have Shane um, with us Shane is also um, the artistic uh, director of Reality Check Productions, uh, who again had massive success at the Theatre Awards this year um, in the sense that they were nominated for the Best Ensemble, uh, which is kind of incredible again for such uh, a young company. Um, and there was a, a great bunch of artists across that too. Uh, he's also um, coming back up with the boys in the Viking Theatre. We talk about that a little bit. And he's also worked out with The Mill playing... Um, the Fool in King Lear and um, loads and loads of brilliant work uh, just kind of across the board and they just finished up train spotting in the Olympia Theatre so uh, it's all go um, for Shane so I'm delighted to get him in when we did uh, in other news uh, I've got some really exciting stuff to uh, announce in the podcast very soon just on a personal note um, some really cool uh, acting work on the horizon uh, that I'm excited to tell you about but uh, it's in a really big Dublin City Centre venue um, coming to you very soon and uh, I hope that you might get in to see it because I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for the summer and as always the podcast will keep on coming um, to make that a little bit easier uh, do please spread the word tell a friend if you enjoy listening to this um, pass it on to a pal who you think might like it who uh, does the commute who go to the gym who does the dishes whatever it might be podcasts are a great way to pass that time and um, it's always brilliant for us uh, to have new listeners because uh, I think the content has been great lately and I'd love to just get it out to as many people as possible and uh, the easiest way to do that is to share it on any social media or just rate, comment and subscribe on the iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts that is just a massive help but anyway guys the main thing is that you're listening here and I really do appreciate it so please enjoy the wonderful Shane O'Regan playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran Personality bingo? I am a I've also given you a little sheet of paper with five numbers on it. Would you do me a favour and read out the five? Uh, I have three, yep. 46, okay. 22, right. 11 yeah. and 39. Nice. And can you do me a favour and pick another number, something between one and 60 that isn't already on the Absolutely. sheet? I'm going to pick 25. 25. Nice. Any reason? Um... It's my age currently, and it's 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 been a very amazing time for me. So it's a very special number to me now. Yeah. Okay. Weirdly. Yeah. 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 Love it. Right. Fuck it. Let's just dive right in. Okay. First one out the gate. We have number thirty-five. You don't have that, do you? No, I don't. All right. No worries. Number thirty-five. Question is: How do you feel about the phrase "everything happens for a reason"? Oh, big, big believer. In a, to a certain extent, a very big believer in that. Mm. Um. I believe in uh, somewhat, not not to the mainstreamy one that's been put out there. I think it's been diluted, but the law of attraction type of stuff. I just believe that what the type of things you put out are going to come back to you. The type of energy you're putting out is going to come back. So I do believe in, in that extent. I do believe that. Mm. Um, 
and it's also a lovely it's a lovely way to look at life and in in an almost um y- you know in a, in a, almost a stoic way it's it's a thing of going don't stress a bit stuff you know mm-hmm. it's it's things are going to happen um and like oh, there's one thing i've always said it's like when i left college and stuff like this stuff maybe didn't go exactly as i planned it to but now looking back i always find that when you look back you realize that the road you're on is the one you are supposed to be on right Do you know so yeah i um, with a hint of salt yeah with a hint of cynicism i believe in that phrase totally when you talk about like the law of attraction and things like that what does that mean to you well like i know there's some people out there who believe the law of attraction is kind of like i'm gonna get five million euro and if i keep saying it to myself i'm gonna get it but I just think that it's 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 almost in the way of karma, and there's a lot of um, it kind of it kind of resonates a lot with um, meditations, Marcus Aurelius, um, where it's it's ju- it's all just a bit. It's more more so like the mindset and realizing that you don't need anything to be happy. That you've already got everything you need to be happy. So you know, it's all just putting out positive kind of. Um, energy or vibes or whatever you want to call it and that, that's what you're going to perceive back because to a certain extent you create your own reality so if you're only trying to focus on what you're grateful for and things like that it, it, it's of course that's what, what's going to be at the forefront of your mind it's going to what you're going to firstly notice mm. in, in the world mm. i think it's a very nice way it's kind of like religion though you know like t- like i wouldn't believe in um any religion really to 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 be honest but the the teachings of them when they don't go wrong when they don't go extremism like the teachings certain teachings of christianity mm. are beautiful i mean t- uh, treat others as you want to be treated and stuff like that and the teachings of of the law of attraction one of them is like uh like start the day by saying like 10 things that you're grateful for and it can be like i'm grateful that i can walk downstairs and have a drink of water you know but it's just a lovely way to live mm mm yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Mm. Love it. What a nice, positive way to start. <laughs> uh, right. Now my cynicism is going to just erupt. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all going down <laughs> from here. Uh, okay, number 51. Do you have it? Uh, I don't. No worries. Number 51. Uh, the question is, if you could choose to interview uh, one person, who would it be? Oh, man, my hero. My absolute hero. Um, Donald Glover. Have to be. Really? I And, like, I said, call him my hero. He's been my hero for years. Like not, I know he's blown up now, and it's fantastic. I love that he's blown up, but that man has just been my hero for absolute years. I just, his mindset um is just incredible. It's just, I love his whole thing about don't call me something, you know. He's like, don't call me a rapper, don't call me a comedian. He's like, I'm like I'm a guy doing stuff. I do things. I am not them, mm. you know. And it's just, oh, I just think he's such a, he's become such an important voice for this generation but just his his mindset how he goes about things the fact that he just does stuff and uh i'd also just like to know how the hell he does everything so well yeah but i honestly think it's just his full commitment to it and and he's doing it for the right reasons and for the love of it and you know yeah yeah i just think he's a very interesting guy as well what any idea what the first question might be just like how 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 do you do it yeah (laughs) um i don't know i'd probably I think I'd I'd really love to to just ask him about his creative process, about how he 
how he begins things because mm. um, he he's always says that he's a big fan of endings mm. um, so I think it'd be interesting to find out how he begins them like you know he's after he I think he's doing one more Childish Gambino album or maybe he's already scrapped that but um, and then he's done with Childish Gambino and he's like I love endings this is what I love to do so I'd love to I'd like to know how he begins things yeah interesting so what like do you because I, I I'm like my experience um, is kind of he was kind of like always someone that I'd heard about but like yeah. obviously he's blown up with the, the, the music video and whatever and everything yeah it's incredible but what what about um like what is it about the endings do you know that I'm not kind of asking you to represent his views but that, yeah. that, that he's well, attracted my friend to Donald so. yeah 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 <laughs> Um, so funny when you say Donald, you, you, the, the next word's always Trump. Trump, yeah, I know. You know no, it's no, really no. interesting. It's mad. Um, but he, I think it's just that he um, he thinks that endings are always associated with with bad uh, things. Like, oh no, this is ending. Mm. But he's like, no, endings are good because I, I, I think it's like to do with you get to move on to new things and, and that chapter is done and you've done this thing, you've created this thing and... Yeah, it's mm. he's a very like intense and deep man though, so he probably has a way better explanation. Yeah, when I get to interview him, I'll yeah, give you yeah. a call. We can do it together. <laughs> How old is he? I think he's rough. Where? What age would he be now? I think he graduated. He graduated from New York in like the two thousands. I'd say he'd be in his thirties now. Okay. Yeah. What did he do? Did he was he filmmaker or something? He was he was doing writing, creative writing, and. Um, I think he did like sides of, of performance as well. Mm. And like he was making music while he was there. Um, and then like Tina Fey, he sent, he'd made a spec script of The Simpsons and Tina, say, Tina Fey saw it and got him writing for 30 Rock. And he was part of the writing team when they won an Emmy and stuff. So he was like 21 years old and won an Emmy for writing. And, wow. and he also got noticed because of his Derek comedy group, which is that's where I first saw him mm. in this Derek comedy group way, way back. Um, and they were just like this improv group. And, and he was just clearly the there's something about him. Like, mm. they're all very funny lads and like, but there was something about him. Every sketch he was in, he was the guy you were quoting. He was the, the man. And then he's, I think he's just such an incredible musician and lyricist as well. Yeah. And I always, I think rap is becoming finally, I remember there's time when I was listening to rap and you kind of be like, oh, you're listening to that. You're not listening to like the Rolling Stones and all this. God, look, oh yeah, just a bunch of lads going like, oh, look at all the money I have. Mm. And like rappers are now the new rock stars of our time, mm -hmm. I feel. Like they are the guys. I was talking to Fionn Foley about this. Mm. Um, they, they, they are the the guys that are that are speaking out against what's happening right now. Mm. And like Joey Badass made an entire album about the state of America, and like Donald Glover obviously is another one. Kendrick Lamar is a big one. Mm. You know, so I, yeah, I I I, just, I really respect good lyricism in in and in rappers. Yeah, absolutely. You know what you were talking about with the with the Donald. Glover thing and like when you watched him at that early stage and it, it was obvious there was something about that guy yeah to what extent do you believe that is like crucial or to what extent do you believe Ooh. that y you know because obviously he's someone who was a serious output of work so he's obviously yeah. an incredibly hard worker kind of how do you <coughs> divide up the importance of those two aspects yeah. I think it's different where you're from I think luckily for us it's not as important here but I think in America they're very much about that. Now, this could be completely me generalizing, but it seems that they're more about that it factor that, you know, you know, but um, I think it's important to, 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 to be, you know, uh, I don't know, to have a bit of, to bring a bit of yourself. If you're not bringing your own personality to your work and mm -hmm. your own 
self to the work it's it's as an artist it's it's not going to work very well and mm-hmm. um, you're just going to be a carbon copy of something else so like you've got your own beautiful amazing individual voice use it mm. and i think it's the people who do that with such just like devil may care attitude uh is that's what it is that, that that's the thing that people get magnetized by mm. i don't think it's this like charisma kind of like oh my god he's such a mysterious guy mm-hmm. i think it's just the people who are like living it out there being themselves yeah. yeah yeah i think you're right i think you're right okay cool sweet let's do it again um all right sweet we have number get one yeah i know i know well we're flying through them so number five do you have it no i don't okay. damn no worries number five the question is uh as a child what did you want to be when you grew up Oh, weirdly, it was actor all the time. Really? Yeah. Well, there was a brief time uh, when I was probably like five or six that I wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm. And then I saw Jaws. And now I've had a lifelong fear of the ocean since seeing that film. And I love it. I think it's one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. But I can't, I can't even swim in the Irish Sea because I get scared. Sometimes when I'm in a pool and someone shouts shark, I start freaking out oh i've told stories like that in the pot i completely empathize it's pathetic i don't know yeah um you're not the first person i feel like you could be the second or third person who's wanted to be a marine biologist who now does something like this it's weird yeah but like ever since i kind of discovered acting uh, through my sister's doing speech and drama and i'm going what the hell is that um yeah i just remember from such a young age such an odd memory to have but like when we were like in the playground and people were going oh I'm going to be Wolverine. I'm going to be whatever. I was going, I'm going to be the actor playing Wolverine. You know, I, so I always had that mentality of, I want to be the, I want to do this. I want to, you know. Yeah. But weirdly enough, it took until about 16 for me to actually go, okay, what steps do I need to take to make this actually happen? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always remember kind of wanting to do this. So you were, lovely. Which is that, yeah, that's amazing. So you weren't, but in that interim period you weren't like a stage school kid or not going no, to no like, I did like speech and drama classes yeah. like around the place I, I, I did Betty Ann Norton for a while which was like a kind of a regimented one for, yeah. for a bit I did it up to 13 and then I kind of just started doing my own thing I was with this group called Arclight Drama Studio down in Cornell's course okay. a guy called Paul Cullen runs it he's a great man what he does for like young artists and kids and stuff like he let us pick our own plays the plays we wanted to do he'd let us assist and direct them assist and stage manage them like we did Reservoir Dogs with them like it was brilliant but um and a lot of people have weirdly enough have, have come through there like I've done some time there like Meg Healy um Ian Toner India Mullen like a lot of us have, have been to this school anyone who lives down that way has kind of been to this little thing but it's it, that's that that, that was a that was the extent of what I did, like a, a kind of more lax thing than a full-on stage school like Billy Barry or anything. Yeah. And can you ever see yourself not doing this and like doing acting? Uh, I See, I, I kind of don't have a backup plan because I'm like, if I have a backup plan, mm-hmm. I will spend even a 0.001% of my energy thinking about what that's going to be. So mm-hmm. I'm like, not now. Not for now. Yeah. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I, I will have, I'll be able to come up with something. I mean, I've got the company and stuff like that, but it's always going to be acting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Give it a spin. Okay, here we go. Number 10. Do you have it? Oh, I got 11. Damn it. Okay, number 10. The question is, do you have a favorite quote? Oh, damn it. I probably, see, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge man for, for quotes. To be honest, you mm. know, like um, I love seeing them and stuff, but I just never, for some reason, never. 
take there was one that I used to have and it's quite a long one that I totally can't remember can't even remember who said it don't know why I brought it up because that was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing to do um, but there was one yeah there definitely was no there's see there's a couple but I always hear um, more oh, what was it Kate Gilmore gave the speech at the Gaty grad showcase and she said oh yeah oh, she said she had this brilliant quote um, and it was like um, be kind when you're struggling and be gracious when you're succeeding yeah something, something like along that, that we're line. definitely butchering it a little bit yeah but it was it, I love that I love thing like so I don't have a favourite one because I they, they, I always forget them but they're, they're I, I definitely respect them yeah a lot of them yeah it's so it's so it's so it's so funny you know like this career like path because it's so it's so true like and, and it is really interesting just to see i think as you um develop and progress and you have your like uh, lulls and on high points yeah. or whatever just like how it but it does affect your attitude and and the way you live your life or certainly for me it does yeah. you know yeah 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 and it, it's it's a little bit scary because like so much of it is you know for all absolutely like it's so important to be working hard and doing your best and doing all the things but like at the end of the day there's a certain element of you have to hold your hands up if you're an actor and go like I can't control it all yeah that's now you've actually made me remember one of my favourite quotes and it's from a story and it's a story of it was in I was like looking I, lo I love the stoic mentality and philosophy mm. and it was, there was a story of a, a certain Caesar would pay a servant to follow him around and Every time the people would say, oh, you're the best. You're the best person in the world because he's Caesar. The servant would whisper in his ear, you're only a man. And I think in that way, you're only a man mm. um, or you're only a woman. You're only a person. Mm -hmm. You're only human. Mm. I think that's a brilliant thing to keep in your mind because obviously things are out of your control. You know, there's certain things that you just can't do. And I, I think especially one being Irish and two being actors, we put a lot of the blame on ourselves. Mm. So, you know, if jobs don't come your way if all this stuff happens you're like okay look this is just how it has to be right now mm. there's nothing it's outside of my power um so let's just relax and enjoy this period and you know do anything we can yeah absolutely when you said there about like um for like second we're irish first or sorry backwards but the irish part of that what do you how do you feel about being Irish? What do what I love it? Love I it? oh my god! I, 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 this is such a ridiculous thing to say, um, because I probably wouldn't think it if I was from somewhere else. But I, I, for some reason, I always think that if I was not Irish, I would want to be Irish. Yeah, I just think the 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 people are just so brilliant. Like, and oh, there's just there's just these mentalities of Irish people, and it's probably because I've grown up with it, but. I don't know. I just think as a as a race of people or like whatever you want to call a nation, we're we're just fantastic. Like I just love. I don't know. Yeah, I always just get on with Irish people just so well, mm -hmm. and we all have this kind of collective. God, we have our flaws, but um, yeah, I don't know what it is. There's just something about Irish people that, and I think the whole world kind of feels it as well. Yeah. Like I remember, like when you're away on like lads' holidays or whatever, we were. I remember we were with my friends and we were trying to go into a club and. Lorette de Mar in Spain and they heard our accents and they were like 20 euro in we were like what 20 euro and I saw him pressing a, a Union Jack and I was like we're not English man we're Irish and he goes oh god sorry press the Irish flag and it was like oh 10 euro really so I was like okay that's fine and we later found out that the Germans only paid 6 so apparently they were the favourites oh wow yeah. interesting why did the Germans pay 6 Lorette de Mar is full of German people 
on holiday and mm. they love them. They yeah. absolutely love them. Okay, gas. All right. What about the flaws of being Irish? Because I totally agree. Like, I mean, it's such a special. I'm and I. Yeah. I'm, it's such a special. It's, place. it's hard to say it because we're obviously being <laughs> we're obviously being biased, but uh-huh. it is. There's something about it. Yeah, I think. Um, the flaws would be, um, the guilt that's embedded in, in into us mm-hmm. from from probably from the Catholic Church, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just just the that that notion of. Uh, I think it all stems from the guilt, really, of, of like you know, if you're if something good is happening, you're always like, oh, better not enjoy this too much because um, it might all go to shit now in a minute. And mm. you know, yeah, there's there's always that kind of pessimistic side to it, which is so weird because at some points we're like the most optimistic people, but it's like such a bipolarish kind of nation because you're you're feeling two different things yeah two different arguing sides the whole time yeah let's have crack but oh god we're all going to hell kind of thing like you know right where in your life do you feel like the guilt manifests manifests itself the most um hmm definitely like well like for me career-wise because i'm doing something that i love yeah. there's always that thing of like oh god how long am i going to get away with this for mm. until some outer being goes ah you've had enough now Right. And you're homeless and you're going on and you're never working again and all this stuff. And, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there, there's something and success, any type of success, anything when anything's going well, mm. there's always something in the back, back of my mind going, huh, look at you now. Mm. Look at you now. This is the rise before the fall. Yeah. And all that. This is mental. OK. How important do you think that is to the success that you've had? Um, I think I probably could have done without it. Like I used to be so much worse for for like right. um, just how I was about things going well and and. But I think I've gotten a lot better now of just like relaxing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it was. I think it it's good to a certain extent to to set a fire under you, but um, it will it will destroy you. And it, well, very it came very close with, with me. Like I was like getting out of control with worry and stress and stuff and. Yeah, well, it, but now I'm kind of like looking back at that, being like, "How did that happen?" Yeah, and what did you do to write that? Um, I just had some really good people around me, kind of just sit me down and go, "What are you? Ah, yeah, what are you doing?" And they could see it. And they're like, "This is not you." Mm. And I was like, "You're right." Yeah. So what did it look like? I just be like, um, always focusing on work, and um, you know, like always kind of really intensely on about work and doing all this stuff and non-stop working like not like I don't go out a huge amount anyway when I'm working I don't like drink or anything and I don't like to I I do like to focus on it but it used to be to a certain extent where like people wouldn't see me like my friends wouldn't see me for like six months because I'd be like oh I'm doing this I'm you know I'm doing two shows in a row so that's it Mm. and then it was just like what are you doing like and I I was took a step back and I was like what am I doing Mm. and now it's a yeah it's just so funny because that was it was only like a year or two ago and and it, it already feels like i'm like how did that happen how was i like that yeah you know yeah is it something that you make a conscious to, like effort now to try oh, and absolutely and i think if people met me at that time they were probably being like what an rsl and i think i've probably burned a couple of bridges with friends that way of people who think that way of me yeah and i'm like no now it's me this yeah. is what i'm normally like just a weirdo like you know yeah <laughs> Have you like reached out to anyone and been like, yeah, fuck, I was a bit weird then? Nah, because I'm like, 
if it if it happens, it will happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out of my way to to do that because that's just gonna cause the stress again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that's what the old me would have done. But like, <laughs> just so you know, I'm not like this. No, but yeah. Do you know? Um, I I I I think I have to make a conscious effort not to worry that every I have a thing of like if I meet someone, I'm like, okay, we have to be friends. Like, I, I want you to like me. Mm, and now it's mm. like, okay, relax about that. So I'm getting a lot better about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a dog or something. Like, I'm just like, hey. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny how we, like, have to just relearn shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, can yeah. you look back on yourself as a kid and still see, like, see that part of you even in you as a, like, as, like, a seven-year-old? No, I think I developed that definitely when I, uh, over time. Right. The, the kind of, but the the beautiful thing is like when I'm doing work with like friends, like when when we were doing train spotting, we've we've all known each other so well and we know the play so well that when we were in rehearsal trying to find some new stuff, it really reminded me of like being in speech and drama or just playing around on my own because we were just throwing shit out. We were all so comfortable with each other. And we were just playing mm. and having fun, and that is like, like that is the gift like of the of this kind of like when you get something like that it's just incredible mm. it's such a safe fun place and then you're like you're like it's like 10 to 6 each day and you're like want not wanting to go home because you're just having crack like yeah 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 know? yeah which is absolutely amazing yeah yeah, yeah. all right so let's give it another spin let's get one okay here we go number 12 i've got 11 we're sandwiching that 11 for you and uh, number 12 do you ever wish you were born as the opposite gender um I do, yeah, I've never actually thought about that. I mean, obviously we could go the political route here, mm-hmm. um, but in a, in a non-political way, I've never, I've never really, um, never really thought about it. I mean, like the best person in my life that I know is a woman. It's my mother. Mm. Is the best human being I've ever met. I don't understand how she exists. Mm. That's how perfect she is. Well. But. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 content with being a a man. Yeah, because I think it's like you know it's the whole thing of like oh what would you do if you were a girl for a day or whatever and it's like no but that's it's the mystery and all that that's kind of fun about it you know yeah that's like what is going on right right you know? yeah yeah I get it and so I, I it would be remiss of me not to ask what is what about your mom ah oh, she's just unbelievable like she's she's a weirdo yeah firstly <laughs> um she's so kind she's just so brilliant she's so supportive. Uh, I don't know. It's it's literally like she's a superhuman. Like I can just list off these traits, but there's no point because she's just tops and everything. Mm. And like even a lot of my friends would even be like, your mom's pretty deadly. Like yeah. she is just a really, obviously I'm going to be completely biased here, but she is objectively a deadly person as well and subjectively the best human being to have ever graced this earth. Wow. <laughs> In my, I, like, yeah, she's the best. Do you, like, would you consider, would you consider her like, a best friend or one of your best friends? Yeah, definitely. Like, oh man, we we slate her in the family WhatsApp group as well. It's great crack. <laughs> she's, she'll try to make all these jokes and stuff, and it's just, oh, she she's so funny when she doesn't even realize that yeah. she's being funny. Yeah, yeah. And then we we have to have a like a party every time she actually makes a funny joke. That's like objectively, that's quite clever, you know. Yeah, yeah. She just, ah, oh, she's just so funny, and she's like, you know, there's four kids in our family, and, uh, um. One time or another, it's like you know, one was obviously going to need a little bit more support than the other, mm-hmm. and she's always just managed to like keep the level head. And and even if there's like arguments going on in my house, like she would always be like the the level kind of person to it. Mm. Um, yeah, and she's definitely a, like she's a a mold 
of what I uh, try to be like as a person. Mm. So like if I'm ever having difficulty as a person or or having a little existential crisis, it'd be what would Evie do? What would Evie do right mm. now? And it's like, I mean, I, I could go into the, I, I've actually kept off social media and everything about this uh, repeal vote. I, like I talk in person about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will probably be the first time I'm putting it out into the public. Mm. But um, I, I'm obviously, I'm going to be voting to repeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have many reasons for this because um, I have a lot of political opinions I, and I think there's a time and a place for them uh, and I much prefer doing it in person rather than on the internet. Sure. But if I break it right down um, to the simplest reason of why, it would be uh, f- my mother sis- and two sisters. It's like, how could I not? Mm. Do you know? How could I not for them? Mm. Do you know? So don't even mind all the other reasons that I do have and I do believe in and stuff like that. Like that, that at the simplest end of it, it's it's how how could I not? I have a duty to my mother and my sisters. I yeah, think. absolutely. And what have you? Because I I kind of I think it's an admirable. It's like it's it's interesting how online this like has become. Yeah. Beca- I mean, like fucking everything. You know what I mean? It's not like the, it, it just this. Everything is online. And how vicious it's getting, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we can't have disagreeing opinions and still get on yeah that's democracy failing as well mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah it's just it's so emotional for people isn't yeah, it yeah that's the thing but it's really scary because like with, with the marriage equality vote uh it, like it seemed like it, i wasn't as nervous i'm quite nervous about this one yeah i think it, i i i think Oh, fuck like this this bold if, if it if this pr- proves not to come to fruition but i think it will pass but i think it will be close you know i think it's going to be very close do you, kn- do you know what's so funny about it is like unfortunately now the way it is like because i was just looking you know around town or whatever and you see people going around with yes badges and no bad- yeah. badges and you see like you know the posters and you see the repeal jumpers and you, you see all the paraphernalia and it's like now it's the the problem like the, the 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 sad thing about referendum referendums is now it's like we're playing sports you know yeah, what i mean yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the yes team versus the no team when like this should really be just like fundamentally about the fact that like women like the like if someone's totally, yeah, yeah, having absolutely. an abortion it's like one of the worst days of their life yeah. and it's just like are we going to stand up and yeah, like yeah, yeah. help and just absolutely. make it a little bit fucking easier yeah and it's and like there is stuff coming from both sides uh, in the right and in the wrong and like you know ways that things are going about it mm-hmm. but it it kind of seems like there's a bit more to me I'm trying to be objective about this and I don't want to get really into this because I don't know it's it's like I'll talk to I, I, when there's no people to, to retort this it's it's bad to do I feel mm-hmm. but it, it does seem that there's a lot more anger and hate coming from the no side a little bit um, yeah. at some points. Not that w- both sides are, have been flawed in, in certain ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. But as well as, as well with referendums, I feel like the casual voters get really turned off by it. Any type of referendum. Because it's in your face the entire time. The casual voters who could really be the guys who are going to swing it. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going... You know, if there's too many yes coming at them, they're going to go, I'm going to vote no to spite you or opposite way. Or they're just going, I'm not having any part of this because I'm sick of it and I'm not going to vote. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's such a hard balance. It's really tricky. And like the one thing, and like this is purely anecdotal, I have absolutely no statistics to back that up. But the one thing, especially like with our like demographic, say like, you know, like 18 to 25, like young men, I think the one thing I'd be the smallest bit worried about is like the fuck you vote. 
because of because there's a weird thing going on like i mean like basically the shitty behavior that's been going on by men in society is being called out now for the yeah. first time what a what a privilege to grow up in this time as men as yeah. well isn't it like just well, to of course no and it absolutely is and it always has been but you know that thing of like but then there's a, a generation of like young men coming up who i think feel you know, kind of attacked, and they just they probably yeah. they, they probably just don't have I, the empathy. I and, definitely get that, yeah. and the headspace to 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 see the perspective it's, on it. But it's a, it, I, I, like I mean, it's such a privilege not to grow up as a man. Obviously, I mean, mm. a privilege to grow up in these times mm. where it's getting called out. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, there's there's a definite shift, and we're kind of at the forefront of it. Kind mm. of, the, I think the the eighteen to twenty fives, we're because we're the people who are going to be the the older generation of tomorrow essentially yeah but I do totally get that that the young some of the younger guys coming up are are feeling quite attacked and it's kind of like yeah it's it's such it's it's all just such a, a horrible balance and I fucking hate it I wish when it all comes down to like racism all this and it's such a stupid and simplified thing to say but I'm ugh, my ultimate dream would for people to just shut the fuck up and just realize that we're all bloody humans you know and yeah. we're all the same and like oh and it's just so annoying. It's so it's so there that mm-hmm. it, it could happen, and everyone wants it to happen, but it's just so complicated to get it to that point. And there's so many variable factors that it inevitably ends up in these uncertain times. Yeah, no, and, and that's that's the thing about like I think that's the problem is it's like when it when it is when it is made so black and white, and I think that's what a, a lot of like young lads like struggle with is they they see they see like you know. Like I'm, I'm speaking so generally, but they see like Me Too hashtags. They see I Believe yeah, hashtags. Yeah, yeah. They see the Belfast rape trial, and 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 uh, there's a lot of stuff coming like from women who are just fed up about being treated shit by and certain men. So, you and know, absolutely, yeah, rightfully so. But I think they just don't have that but perspective. I think, yeah, I think it, it, like I think men need to the young guys need to not take it as a personal dig. Exactly. Because young guys, you they are the 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 ones who are most off the hook because. That they're a they're a they're a victim almost of of prescribed sexism, you know all this stuff that that's put them into this track of thinking, mm-hmm. and I I think also a way that it's uncomfortable to 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 change a habit to change things. There is going to be this discomfort in this time, uh, where where we just have to you know get get over it and and do it. But yeah, it's. If they don't take it as a personal attack on them, yeah, and it's it's just a, it's an it's a thing of it's a societal change that needs to happen and it's happened way too late and actually shouldn't have ever had to happen. It should have always been there, but mm-hmm. that's obviously in an ideal world. But um, yeah, don't take it as a personal attack and realize that it's for your benefit at the end of the day. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent for your benefit. And I think that's what it goes back to with repeal it's just like like it, it it's for even because like there was this rhetoric i think and I've, it's certainly lessened but like men wanting to not vote because they're like this isn't my issue mm. and like that's not true either because it's, it's that, yeah. all of our issue because if there is a certain portion of society that are being like ostracized and being like abandoned by the state in like their hour of need that is 100 percent everyone's yes. issue as you said it's yeah. your mom it's your sister yeah it is yeah. i don't have any sisters but like it's it's your best friend. It's your yeah, neighbor. Yeah. It's ju- it's just a fucking woman on the street. Like I know, uh, and that's as important as anything. You know what I mean? Know? It's yeah. It's 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 really interesting. So, 
Fucking fingers crossed. It's so soon now. It's this day week, isn't Mad. it? We're recording Absolutely this on the Friday. Mad. So when this comes out on the Sunday, this will be the last episode to to come out. So uh, great to have two two white dudes talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's always yeah. a funny round when we say like straight white guys. Literally, while like, we were getting into that, I was like, "Why did we start this conversation? This is just open for being ripped apart." Now. Yeah, I know, but you know, what? I don't like. I don't. I, you know, maybe this is. You always want to check yourself for whatever little bit of privilege you're acting on, but like, mm. I don't. I think that. I think it's fucking as important for us to have the conversation. Yeah. As, like, you know. And like, I'm in no way saying that I'm right with anything or anything like this. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to figure shit out too. So that, That's what it is. And I think that's what's lovely. I always say this on it, but like, that's what's lovely about the podcast is we can sit down and have like, you know, a nuanced conversation. I'm sure some of the things we said in there, you know, if we listen back to it in I'm a like, month even, we might be like, that, yeah. I, I don't even, yeah, yeah. I don't even believe that. But people, I think, can hear it in your voice that no, you're doing your best. You're trying yeah. to work shit out for yourself. And and I think it's you as well. You're, you you put me very much at ease. <laughs> you're a great host. So, so like, I'm like, I'm just things are flowing out of me now because <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like I was always laughing about this I was, I was talking to Meg Healy about this I was like I'm going on tomorrow yeah. I am like a ridiculously intensely private person I was like I'm going to be so boring on this and you've made me come out with a lot of stuff that I was like this isn't going to happen okay so fair play to you okay good good look, <laughs> look we, we aim to we aim to open up here um, let's give another spin um, what is your deepest darkest secret no I'm only messing uh, number 15 uh, the question is Wait, do you have it? No. Okay. Uh, number fifteen. Uh, what are your memories of nine eleven? Um. Oh, that is an interesting one. I, I remember seeing some of the stuff online, mm. uh, online even on the TV. Yeah. Um, and for me, the main thing it was the first time I'd ever heard the term terrorist, mm. and that has never gone away since. Mm. But it was the first time that I, I had ever comprehended the word terrorist. Um. Yeah, that that was that's the main thing for me. Mm. Really, it's an odd time. Yeah, like it's so true. Like, cause terrorism has always been a thing, especially like on this like island as well. But like on that scale, yeah, that was just. I never, I never would have called what like you know uh, any of the British or the IRA stuff terrorism. I never would have called anything terrorism until I heard it with that. Mm. And now that's the go-to term. Yeah, it's terrorism. Is so yeah, that that was a big like. And a terrorist was like a whole new body for me to comprehend. I was like, what? There's yeah. another thing I have to be scared of? Yeah. You know? And it's so funny how that like kind of then goes on to shape like pop culture as well in the sense of like, if you look at the, a lot of the movies, especially obviously just coming from the States, like over the last like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, like mm. they're so like, then they like are focused on like, there's this, I'm sure this was always the way, but there's this amazing thing. Like you'll see like this us, us and them and you'll yeah you'll yeah, see yeah. like but there's it there and there, there's these times in in history like and like one of them is like post great war then there's post world war Two, and now the one of our times is post the post 9-11 world mm. like the world changed that day mm. um and then and, and it influenced fr from politics and and like you know very serious things to to tiny little uh, like in, in like things that don't even really matter, like like uh, films and things like that. Yeah, like everything changed. Airports in some airports, big. Yeah, that was a big one. You know, um, but yeah, it's mad. Yeah, it, that's so true. Like the world literally like massively changed yeah. that day, and I think like it was happening at that interesting time where like you know, I I, I and I can't even put it in that perspective, but like it was, it was. Everything was like on TV all the time. Like, yeah. Was that the internet was maybe a thing? It like, wasn't as big anyway. It wasn't like, as big, you know. but it was like at that right time for it to be like, because if something like that happened, you know, 
uh, like 40 years ago it's not as big a deal because you know you read about it in the newspaper mm. and you might hear it on the radio but it was just everywhere live streaming 24. and like you know when the second plane hit like like most people saw that live which yeah. is terrifying on like on like the, you know when you see like people I don't know was it camera phones then or was it just like camcorder ref- camcorders I think it was yeah, yeah but people get in it on that and then it goes up online or it becomes circulated so quick and like yeah just like obviously for good reasons but like just mm. panic stations terrifying I, I remember being like really frightened in yeah. fucking Ireland you know oh yeah like uh, you know and I, I lived in, in, in Chicago for a year I was saying it to you uh, before we started and I remember we I did this class and it was kind of like your manifesto class in the gay that oh, you yeah. do and um, it was called solo performance and, and I did it in Chicago and it was amazing but one of the pieces I was the first person in the class to write about 9-11 we, we were asked to write I think it was about it was about a historical figure. I, I've done the piece before on, on the podcast. We did a piece called The Falling Man and it was just about one oh, of the yeah. guys I've, who I've jumped. Heard it. Yeah, it's just really simple little thing but they were all like, fuck, that's so weird because, you know, we're the American kids and I was like, yeah, no, and they probably don't have that perspective of how big a deal it was for us. The whole world, yeah. And I can't fucking imagine what it was like for them. Yeah, imagine. Imagine being... Because I do, I do remember like feeling scared as well in, in Ireland and it's like kind of like... Like I, was, I remember have definitely having thoughts of is this going to be the end of the world Mm -hmm. do you know and then there was the big attacking on the London underground as well yeah yeah that day and then 7-7 yeah and then that's just that bit closer to home which just for whatever reason just makes it that bit more real and yeah god yeah uh, but like it was kind of amazing how you know and I know then there was like the rise of ISIS in the kind of vacuum from when like when, when that sort of element of things quietened but like it was kind of amazing how like it was just that because there was a big like there was so much fear that it was gonna be like attack after attack yeah. after attack yeah. and, fear you know, is so dangerous on all sides yeah it is like I mean fear fear like funded like that like invasion you yeah. know which in hindsight I guess no one's really was never like backed up like that like weapons of mass destruction mm. that's such a phrase like in our heads and yeah. like they never they never really found anything before that and before yeah before that you never would have even thought of that term and now it's just like an ingrained kind of thing yeah i mean like mass destruction i mean it's so interesting like what 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 does that qualify as like is mass destruction like is flying two planes into the world trade center is that mass destruction you know, yeah. or is that like a nuclear bomb is that mass destruction yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting you know it's kind of like but it is it's such an interesting thing of like living in a moment when you're like this is going to change the world mm. and there's been so many of, of late all i think all quite a lot of them stemming from 9-11 mm-hmm. um but like you know like when, when massive events happen you're going this this is going to be like something that we talk about yeah in, in human history yeah you're right there's been a lot like, like if you look i'm just off the top of my head like the financial crash like yeah. in like i mean especially in ireland but like that was across the world like that was like huge trump huge brexit Huge. Uh, uh, the killing of Osama bin Laden, even. Yeah. Was it was a big one for? Well, that's more for the states, but like. And I mean, even Barack Obama being elected, pretty huge. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Like that more, a much more positive um, thing. First time in my life that I ever wanted to meet an American president. I never really. Yeah. Really, but uh, he just seems so bloody cool. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> my god. Yeah. Like it's so it's so funny how the world like shift kind of in in like by whoever's leading america you know yeah like it really it really does like and the fact that i mean be so interesting now because it's kind of coming up to the time where like we'll know more about how trump is going to run again if he's going to run again what's going to happen i don't think 
bloody monster. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even like talking about Trump. I just think, oh, I'm fucking sick of him. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, yeah. <sighs> anyway, it's I shouldn't bad. have even said that. Uh, like, but still, I just, I'd hate talking about Trump. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all very, um, it's all very, very strange. Strange times. Right, let's give it another spin. Let's get one and I'll consider it a victory. Okay, here we go. Number 23. Oh my God, I'm so close to all it. I've got 25 and three. Oh. Uh, that makes no sense. Close, no I've cigar. got 22, like. Right, we're, again, we're sandwiched in there. Number 23, though, that is, when was the last time you said a prayer? Last time I said a prayer? Um, ooh. That is, uh, like, are we talking to actual, like, to God prayer? Or, like, uh, God, I hope this... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be kind of interested however you want to interpret it, but, like... I think I was on a plane... It, the one definitely to God. I was on a plane at some stage and it was really a lot of turbulence as in stuff was like falling uh, out of the thing mm-hmm. and I I pray. I was like, okay, th- I'm going to die here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, please don't let me die. But then the weirdest thing happened is because it kept happening. Mm-hmm. kept and I was so sure that this was the time I'm going to die. How long were we talking this turbulence like? Like 10 minutes and like bags were falling. People were screaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was horrifying. Yeah. Um, but then they came to this point that I was like, okay, it'll be like one second, it'll be all over. And I, I started accepting my fate. That was not even happening. Like, you know, it was such a weird thing. And then I got off that plane and I was like, I accepted death there. That's that's weird. That was a weird feeling to, to do. Wow. But it, yeah, it was mental. And I was like, I, I hope I don't do that. I hope I fight to the very last second with everything. Who were you sitting beside? Um... I think I was on my own. Yeah. I think I could have been going to America on my own. But, yeah. But it, uh, it was just insane. And, like, it started off as a kid screaming and then, like, one bag fell and then more bags fell and then other people started screaming. Wow. When the adults started screaming, I was like... And then I hadn't seen the stewardesses in a, in a while. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. Something is up here. Wow. Do you know? And are the pilots, like, talking to you through it? Not really. They were, like, talking about turbulence, but they were using that kind of monotone, piloty, everything's good voice. Mm-hmm. But you know... Well, you don't know. I just, I'm basing this on bloody films. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a terrifying time. Yeah. Mental. And so do you consider yourself an atheist? It's very hard to for me. Like, I... It's weird. I think there there's another bit of the guilt. It's hard to even say that you are. But, but like, I want to believe in something. I believe that there is something and... and one thing I just don't believe in is the institutions of religion. Like, I think the Catholic Church are the downfall of Christianity. They mm. are the reason that it's in complete decline because essentially they're a bloody gang. Like, they're fucking, they're they're like a mob kind of thing. But um, I definitely believe that there's something happening, some type of energy that's, something is out there. Mm. And I wanted to believe that. Mm. And, if you're talking like scientifically, this could be completely wrong because I'm not even anywhere near a scientist and mm. not <laughs> academically smart. But energy, to the best of my knowledge, cannot vanish. It cannot disappear. It yeah. has to be transferred. So surely your life is an energy. So it has to be transferred to something else. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope there's something out there guiding or doing something I don't know some type of energy yeah it's interesting like, I don't I don't think it's the best barometer for it but like one of the barometers for like you know gauging your own atheism is like I, they, they say the goal of a good atheist is to get to their deathbed and, and not say a prayer yeah and I mean like just from talking about you it's interesting that like because I, I definitely would do the exact same yeah, if yeah. I thought it's I was ingrained into you it is 
it's so funny. Like, I wonder how early, like, how fundamental to being a human is that belief in a higher power? Like, it must be so fundamental. Yeah. I think Ricky Gervais has this amazing bit of, um, where he says, if we taught, if we absolutely banned any t- teaching of religion from schools, mm. there would be no thing ingrained in people and that would actually give the young people the choice. Mm. And then he banks that if that happened, atheism would be the way to go. Um, so if you were not allowed to teach religion in school, none of this, oh God, you know, kind of stuff that we have ingrained in us and the whole guilt of anything like that wouldn't be there. Mm. And then it would be interesting to see where, where we would be. What would what would happen if you were you know, like on your deathbed and what, like what? See, that's a, also a scary thing. If you're like an atheist, it's kind of like, what 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 is it like it's just here and now and and a lot of them are like that's comforting that it's just here and now but i don't agree i want to i love i love a bit of laugh yeah you know <laughs> yeah 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 like i mean but it's, it's like if the world it, it, like i don't i'm not super familiar with like ricky gervais stuff but like if the world ended right and everyone was just wiped out and then you know <laughs> fucking adam and eve right pop back up or whatever the fuck yeah. you want to do right and like i just i have a feeling we'd like all just it would happen again. Yeah, I I think like the same stories would come like that, like that that like Christ story. I think that that's just re. I I could be totally wrong, but like that just seems like it's very fundamental. Like even if you look at again, go back to pop culture. Like there's just something, and I know it's been ingrained. I know there's a societal element to that, but like it's so fucking ingrained in us. Oh god, like yeah. we love that story of redemption. We yeah. fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everywhere bloody everywhere really and is. even across all the five religions you know they they all share the same kind of beats that's what i mean way, you know it's like it's what the hell yeah. it's mental yeah no it is right well look let's give another spin try get you a number we're okay. gonna get one at least number 46 oh my god i have it oh yes yes oh, i'm so excited that was genuine elation there yeah, i'm so excited <laughs> about that fuck it only five more to go in what <laughs> about 15 minutes um <laughs> All right, sweet. Uh, number 46, the question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm-mm-mm, best piece of advice. God. It's so hard to pin it down to one because I feel like I I, I try to actively stay learning, um, which I suppose that was it. Somebody told me that. You you never stop learning. And I, it could have been John Delaney. Mm-hmm. It's so bad that I can't credit the people who said this to me. He pops up in this podcast more than any. I've never yeah. met the man, but like he is from doing this podcast and even listening to some of you know Angus Oak McNally's podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's quite named, an extraordinary man. I I, I need to meet him. Oh, he maybe you'd he, love him actually as well. Yeah, I'm he's, sure he's pretty. He's pretty amazing. Yeah, maybe he'd come on and do this. I think he would, and I think he'd be fascinating. Yeah. Well. Okay. But yeah, it's it, oh, it's because. Yeah, it was him because we were doing manifesto and then, you know, when you're quite young in school and you're going, oh, is this right? Mm. He's like, there is no right. He's like, you're, you're, what you say about this piece is, is as important as me because we're always learning, mm. especially in this craft and anything. You, you should always aim to always be learning, you're always trying to be better, trying to learn more. Um, so, yeah, I think that would probably be the best because that, I think that incorporates anything else, any other type of advice as well because you always just try to soak it all up. Yeah. So, you know, remain open and always try to learn. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, it, and it's one of the amazing things. I always think that that's one of the coolest things about, like, this job is that you get to work with. Like, I have genuine friends in their, like, 70s from doing oh, this job. Yeah, isn't it so cool? Isn't that very oh, great? Gosh. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. A- and just, and the fact that, like, we're kind of, when you go into a rehearsal room, absolutely, like, they have experiences and, 
knowledge that I don't have. But on and so like, but on another level, you have to go in there as equals too. Yeah, you know, it's that weird thing. But of it's like, fascinating, like on the breaks and stuff, getting to talk to people of like different generations and stuff like this, because just. I don't know the, the the just the 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 way people see life is just so interesting. I think, and depending on the background or the the age and everything, it's just it, you get such a mix of people within this industry, and it's just so amazing to be a part of. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, that's great. Okay, so John Delaney, we needed to sort that out because yeah. people JD. just love that man. All right, sweet. Uh, okay, let's give it a spin. We have number. Oh, sorry, that was already. Out. We have number seventeen. Do you have it? No, damn. All right, no I worries. Thought we were gonna do the. Yeah. Like a perfect game. <laughs> Five in a row. Uh, number 17. Uh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about acting? Greatest lesson. Um, hmm. It's so much. Like, I'm just constantly... Oh, um, uh, well, probably not... Maybe not the greatest, but one that always sticks with me is um, something that Marty Ray said, where he said um, actors are not just the puppets to be... To be put on stage not just the tools to be used um and he said um rehearsals are not where a director or a producer or whatever gets the actors on stage and they do their stuff or whatever uh rehearsal is a conversation between everyone involved in the production to make it as good as possible um and i just love that because i feel like I, like having worked with uh tracy ryan who directed Spotting again recently mm-hmm. and she'd also worked on the boys with us um phenomenal director by the way um, but when we came back to train spotting, I I would not take a direction just like that. Mm. I would question everything, and then I kind of had a moment of going, "Oh my god!" Like I'm I sorry, like turning to the guys and being like, "Sorry, I don't mean to be an asshole. I'm not trying to be like, Whoa, what is this?" Mm. Tracy's like, "No, what are you talking about? Like this is good. Mm. You should be doing like this is it. This mm. is this is how we're gonna make this show. It's like you, like I'm gonna question things. You do. You're gonna question things, and we're gonna come up with a thing. And I'm I've, I'm trying to get better at sticking to my point as well if i'm really feeling something now i'm tr- i always try to go no you know what i feel this because of this yeah but then you know, obviously you always have to have the openness to take on as well yeah because there is a reason we have directors my god yeah they are fascinating and oh it's something i think i could direct film quicker than i could theater i think theater direction is just extraordinary to me yeah i i totally understand what is it about it that like it's like actual humans mm. that you're doing and and the way you talk to them and you the way you're I don't know it's it's some there's something about it there's there is an obviously a difference between theater and film but it with film it's like you you're coaxing them into and doing all this stuff to get this one moment that's going to be that one moment but it's like you're trying to round in this energy that's going to happen over a period of weeks and it could happen anyway and you have to be okay with that. And, mm. do you know, it's just insane. And so, I think some of the directors I've worked with have just been such fascinating people just to talk to even. Yeah. Do you know? Is there something across those directors that you've loved working with? Like, what do you think makes a good director? Are there any traits that stick out that they all share in common? Uh, uh, they can see things in... Uh, 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 see things and be inspired and bring it back to things so easily, so mm. much more easily. Um, like, Cahill Cleary was a great one. He'd be going home every day when we were doing debris um, and, and and he would tell us the story of how he came to this idea that he had. And it's just such mundane kind of stuff. I was just having a coffee and then this happened and this happened. And then I went, hang on a minute, what about this? And it's I think it's that, to put it in a word, that they're, they're 
really inquisitive into everything mm. and I, oh, I just respect that so much yeah and for the for the their ability to break down stuff and like I'm playing a character and I think I'm in this character and sometimes the director will say a sentence to me and I'll go boo whoa you've just opened this character for, like how did I not see this yeah so they have this like external outer eye and I think very special people like, like a lot, anyone can direct obviously like you don't like but the really special ones mm. um, ha- have this incredible quality yeah and you see it all the time I think in, in Ireland yeah, we've yeah, been, yeah. Art, I think art, artists are just disproportionately amazing yeah 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 yeah. amazing right let's give it another spin I'm so excited Try get here we team. go number 14 do you have it no okay no I worries don't. number 14 question is um, where am I sorry number 14 Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. What am I? <laughs> I'm all over the place. Tell us about a memorable character from your hometown. Oh, memorable character. Because, I mean, that's one of the things that I've heard. I'm, I'm excited to to see you back in, in the gate with, 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 with Private Peaceful. But, like, it's a ton of characters. Yeah. How yeah, do yeah. you, like, do you draw from those? Like, because Ireland is, again... The weirdest places. I have the weirdest... I don't even like talking about how I do things because I it's so weird. Like, I talk to myself all the time. Mm. And when I get caught talking to myself, I go, oh, I'm just learning my lines. I'm mm. not. <laughs> I'm just talking to myself. Sometimes I do it in voices. Sometimes I have bloody conversations about nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, it's so it would be based on, like, weird things. Like, there was this one character in The Boys that I did that was a granny. And she kind of talked like this. And I based her, weirdly enough, on Roz from Monsters, Inc. And then, weirdly, my sister saw the play and she goes, oh, my God, it's like Roz. And I was like, how did you how did you get that? Like, you know, it's absolutely mental. But it's like lit, you only base little bits on each of the things. Mm. Yeah, there, there's so many characters. Sadly enough, because I heard our Monaghan talking about this. That mm. was a brilliant episode as well. Mm. And, and so was John Butler as well. Brilliant episode. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like when you look back, it's actually like, oh, God, they, they could have like had serious issues and stuff like this but at the time when you're young you're like oh what else mm. but there was a guy um who used to walk his dog around our estate and this is the time that we had nothing to do so we sat around the estate playing music on our phones obnoxiously standing around in tracksuits and uh we were like we'd be like sitting there just talking doing talking shite or whatever and he'd walk by with his dog and he'd always stop and just do a little dance like just do a little dance and and we go oh how's it going never got his name either by the way yeah. I think we didn't even get his dog's name <laughs> don't know why that matters <laughs> but um yeah we were just like kind of and then he'd just walk off and he'd never really say anything or sometimes he'd just stop and like, do a quick look and then just keep walking kind of laugh to himself um yeah oh my god now I'm only just thinking about this there was one of the most horrendous images that's ever been burned into my mind his house burned down at one stage and we there's massive smoke, so we all went over to see what it was. And he was just standing outside his house, just like weeping at this massive inferno. Oh, it was a terrifying image, and it was a horrendous one. Really? Yeah. But it's always so hard to like, you know, because I think when you see these characters as a kid, it's kind of like a lot of them. You're like, oh, what, what, what's going on with you? Now you're going with hindsight. You're going, well, what was actually going on? Do you know? Yeah. Like I know there was a guy who, who had the name of Crazy Ted. Um, and he used to like stand in the middle of roundabouts and go Pow! and fire his finger guns at cars. And, like my friend was having a, a guy I live with now. He lived in Dorky 
and he he would just walk into his house um and like you know he was he was an alcoholic and stuff like this but at the time we were like oh it's just crazy ted or whatever and now it's like okay he had he did have serious kind of yeah problems obviously totally i'm sure everyone has someone like that that they remember and it's so weird because like you'd love to know and i don't mean this to be funny but you'd love to know the day before like crazy ted so to speak became crazy yeah. ted like the, yeah, the, yeah. the the first day he went into the middle of the roundabout and started, started like this, yeah. because and then like obviously yeah i mean it, it's fascinating we had like something similar we had a there was a guy, Red Frank, you know, was was his name, and he was a homeless man, and he lived in our, like, village, and he, you know, there was always, like, stuff of, like, where was he living at the moment, and, and then, you know, a couple of years back, uh, like, he died, you know, and it just, it really fucking, like, it just, um, it just sobers, like, because when, when you're young, I think you're so desperate to, like, the, you're so desperate to sort of, like, learn the rules of how to be an adult, mm. and you're, you're so afraid that, like, someone's gonna fucking laugh at you, that there's so many things yeah. going on there, that kids are just fucking cruel, they can be, you know, oh, yes. and, um, and then, but then, you know, you heard a few years ago, and, like, you know, I think, you know, he, he like, he died, and I, 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 have, I think it was, like, fairly preventable causes, you know, if he was living in, um, you know, probably, like, proper shelter, and, like, with proper facilities, that mightn't have been the case, and you're just like, fuck, yeah, yeah that's actually the reality of what, like, you know, my whole year in school would have been laughing at, you know, yeah. a couple of years back. And it's, like, it's so funny, like, but I think you have to forgive yourself, because, to look back and to see that you were like doing this it it, it, it to an extent it shows you that you've grown mm-hmm. that you're knowing that like and, and you have to be allowed to make mistakes because if you don't make mistakes you won't learn and there is nobody on this earth that hasn't made that mistake yeah you know yeah absolutely no and I think that's so true and I think that's like one of the things in in this like uh, in, in the world now like the, the you know I yeah, it would be so interesting even for for us like growing up we would have grown up with social media and with things like that but like even now like to escalate it even like I have say a younger brother who's like five or six years younger than me and like even the way he's grown up with it like it's so much more intense and if yeah. you do put up a Facebook status or if you do put up a tweet and like you know these are specific kinds of mistakes or if you do get really drunk and someone does get it on their phone and then the next day it's fucking sent to the lab bible yeah. do you know what I mean like a mistake can just be blown up Huge, and have yeah. such like do you remember disgusting when it happens to like like these guys and girls and stuff like remember Slaying Girl Slaying Girl KPMG Girl right um, the one that was like my dad works for KPMG or whatever yeah oh yeah it's like she was drunk yeah. like oh I I, I, I have utter utter disdain for anyone who sends uh, a, a video that's to look to make a person look bad around the place you know like if you're in you know you're always in multiple whatsapp groups like for football for whatever mm-hmm. friends or whatever and if i'm ever in a group that gets these new like all oh, lads these nudes were sent around that look they're going around like mm-hmm. ucd or whatever i'm like out i'm i'm like i i have no time for that mm-hmm. i just oh i'd hate that I, that's a it's a big like a turn off for me for a for a human being is to to do because that's just wrong. Oh, there's so wrong. There's such wrong things about it. I'm not even into nudes as a thing. Yeah, like I would never expect them to come or or anything like that. I'm just not into. It. I think I'm a very like again privacy kind of person. Yeah, but it's uh yeah. I just for someone to share something that's purposely to to make someone else look bad or to exploit someone else mm-hmm. is just disgusting. I think. Yeah. Yeah. zero tolerance for it yeah 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 no 100% it's uh, like you know you hear the phrase like it is one of them buzzwords now but like 
toxic masculinity as a phrase but like yeah, it's yeah. a legit thing when you yeah. see yeah. stuff like that you know and i think i think there's a i think there's a, a thing of like people getting too worked up about things and I, I think that's a really bad way the world is headed yeah. and we're very down this road of like you can't joke about anything nowadays yes you fucking can mm-hmm. okay like as long as you're not doing it to purposely put a singular person down or to or to if you're not doing it with malice and you're saying a joke like or, or you're doing something or whatever um, you can you can fucking say anything about anything. Like, there's no line. Fuck a line or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it when it's an act of doing something like maliciously, something like that, mm. that then that's something I have zero tolerance for. Yeah. But you know, like if like um, I don't know. I I've noticed it a lot with like a lot of like tweet uh, tweets that like celebrities are putting out and. Uh, they're getting picked up on a certain type of language they're using and you know like uh, like a term they've used wrongly mm-hmm. and it's like oh sorry I genuinely didn't know but there's this hate coming at them it's like when when we're trying to progress this society if we're if we're not picking our battles and not wasting our energy on stupid shite mm-hmm. it's going to make the entirety of whatever we're actually fighting for look less serious yeah. do you know what I mean yeah if we're picking people up on their grammar um uh, to do with um, I don't know Some I'm going to be really careful about what I'm saying because I know there are there will be people who would get offended about mm-hmm. things because it's, it's a bit of a dangerous mindset I suppose mm. and it's quite hard to explain I'm not explaining it right I feel but I just think we all need to take a breath sometimes and be like yes the matters are serious but doesn't mean that we can't make light of them sometimes mm-hmm. do you know yeah 100% yeah it's a uh it's fascinating times as, yeah. even. as long as it's not and it, that's the thing we're all fu- we're all finding our way through it so I'm like really my heart's pounding now that I'm saying something wrong and not explaining myself properly but it is that that's kind of the metaphor of what we're going through we're all just kind of trying to figure it out you know yeah man and I think that's it and, like, and I think people who like as I was saying to you earlier I think people who listen to stuff like this like they're like as you said like we do have to be able to make mistakes and do you know what like if the worst thing and by the way I don't think you've said at anything at all that, that was yeah. in any way dodge but like it, 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 if, if you did like the worst thing like the way like the, the worst thing that's gonna happen is like someone just say yeah. hey man I heard this thing you know and it's like and I could be I could go oh sorry I misspoke or I could go well this is you know because we I'm never learning. stop learning to yeah. take your own advice. You do you know go. what I mean? Yeah, you got to just kind of feel like because obviously the main thing I want is for everyone to be as safe and happy and comfortable uh, as as they can be. Yeah. But yeah, also let's not lose the bit of fucking divilment and crack that we can have along the way. Like if we go to PC and we go to kind of social justice like for instance this girl who wore the the like beautiful chinese dress to her like her deb's thingy mm-hmm. i these guys h3h3 productions did a thing on it, and a guy on youtube got philip defranco i like pretty much that's how i consume most of my content i only have like 10 minutes to watch something so it has to be youtube yeah um but th- th- this girl wore like a chinese dress to her prom and she put up these photos and yes she was doing like this kind of bowing kind of thing which could have been construed uh, but then an Asian American put up being like my, um, my heritage or something is not your fucking my culture is not your something. He put up this awful tweet, mm. uh, like attacking her, and then loads of people got behind it. Mm. It's like this girl who wanted to wear this Chinese dress because it's beautiful, mm. wanted to share in this culture, got pulled apart because I don't know why. Because yeah. because you're not allowed, 
you have to stick to your own culture and it's cult- cultural appropriation or something I don't know and it, that's that's when the mob mentality goes too hard too quick this girl's 18 years old mm-hmm. just trying to have a good time at her debs or prom whatever they call it in America you know yeah so I think there is a there is a time that we need to just chill out about it as well yeah totally like the the in, like her intention was I, I, I highly yeah. doubt to upset it's, anyone it's all about the intention really isn't it I, behind I, the person doing it I think so and if I mean it's malicious and if it's if it's and if you know you're being a bit bold, but it's not in a malicious way. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm gonna go. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, and you know, and then if someone like did want to, it's like then the person who's responding on YouTube, it's like if if to try and temper that response, like to a point point where it's not gonna become a thing of mob mentality, and all of a sudden there's a comment saying like you're a scumbag for doing this thing, and there's thirty thousand likes behind it, and you're left in your room feeling very that very poor girl, scared. Yeah, like eighteen years old. Yeah, yeah, no, like I mean, yeah, the the internet, the internet can be, be it's scary. a terrifying place. Yeah, but I mean that that's why I think that these kind of chats are better because they um they just they're more nuanced, and you can. Yeah. Because there's no nuance in the YouTube comment because it's, it's, you know, what it's like. And it's kind of hiding behind yeah, things. Th- you can't be properly nuanced in a tweet because it's 280 characters, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I think these, like, long-form things are better to talk about. I literally, I've actually only started listening to, bar this one, mm. I'd listened to a couple of these because when India was on it and stuff, but I've actually only started listening to other podcasts, like, five weeks ago. Yeah. And they are incredible. I yeah. don't know why I hadn't been doing it. Everyone's always talking about how deadly they are. There's so I'm many like, great they, ones. They're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've, I, I've missed my stop like four times on the bus because I'm just like listening so intently. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're... And like Angus Oge's one as well is another one. I, like I love, I love, there's a, I love hearing like the international ones and stuff but like sometimes when you're hearing people that you kind of know or st- really like that's a theatre podcast so it's something that you're really kind of into and mm. it's, you're a part of it. It's so interesting to hear people talking about it I don't know yeah no it's great man well, look hey thanks for coming on and doing my podcast uh, I really appreciate Delighted. it it's been great I'm glad we got you one number I got one yeah um, 46 will you, will you do me a favour um, tell us about uh, the, the projects coming up about the company any social media bits you want to share Um. <clears throat> yeah uh, so uh, the boys yeah Reality Check have the boys coming back to the Viking very soon great um, and we have a play read in the new theatre that Peter Gowan has ri- written on the 2nd of June, on mm. Saturday, 2nd of June. Um, Rex Ryan is directing that. It's going to be very good. Um, and then Private Peaceful, myself now, not with my company, but me as a as an actor now, is um, we're going to the Gaiety Theatre from the 29th to the 2nd. And then uh, we reality check of a couple of more things in the pipeline as well, but we I can't announce them yet because we don't. We're not. We're not there yet. Yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. But there's, there's more to come this year. Great, definitely. Very good. Well, man, look, thanks so much for doing it. Thank and, you for uh, having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, sweet man. Nice. So, guys, that was the amazing Shane O'Regan playing personality bingo with Tom Moore. And Shane, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it. I know you're flat out at the moment. Um, you're just kind of the busiest man between so many different projects and then running the company um, so successfully. It's kind of really, really admirable. And it was such a lovely, lovely chat. So, uh, thank you, man, for taking the time to do it. As I said, some really exciting news coming up that I'll be able to announce hopefully in the coming weeks. Uh, about some um, theatre work uh, coming up um, and it's been nice I had a couple of weeks off after lyrics which was uh, needed so it's nice to be able to jump straight back in with something really really uh, exciting and I- I'm excited to tell you about it because I think some of you guys will really enjoy it um, so I hope I might 
see you there and as always the podcast will keep on coming and um, please do rate comment and subscribe if you enjoyed this share it on twitter instagram whatever it might be it really makes a difference even if it's just a snapchat story or an instagram story just a little screenshot it just gets it in people's heads and then they might say what the fuck is that and click play uh, and that's all we really want so uh, guys but the main thing as always a massive thank you to you for taking the time to listen i want to say a few other quick thank yous to the wonderful erin Lindsay, uh, who was putting up with me being a little bit late with this one because we had a bit of a tricky week in terms of scheduling and um, but she was uh, as always just so facilitating um, and a massive thank you to you for mixing editing and producing the podcast thank you so much Aaron as always a huge thank you to the wonderful Connor Nolan for his deadly artwork to Leah Moore and Anthony Manley for the wonderful team music and as always to Alan and Paddy at the Headstuff uh, Network for all they do um, check out headstuff.org uh, there's amazing content right across the board and also the Headstuff Podcast Network is just littered with amazing amazing podcasts guys Thank you so much for listening to Shane O'Regan play Personality Bingo. We'll be back next week for another wonderful episode. We'll see you then. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.